Good morning and welcome to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberly, uh, senior writer at vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. That's Mark Craig, Star Tribune, startribune.com. He's the uh, Vikings insider, NFL insider, Vikings writer, Hall of Fame voter. Busy guy this time of year. Um, I wish, I hope the Vikings are busy this time of year because uh, uh, they got some things to do and uh, we had the Super Bowl yesterday, but and we'll get to that to the next to that in the next segment. But uh, Mark, the Vikings, you know, just a little Vikings news. They named Marcus Dixon defensive line coach, and out and add outside linebacker coaching duties to assistant head coach Mike Petten or Patine, however you say his name. And what do you think of those moves? What do you think they say as far as? Uh, oh, you're laughing. What's what's so oh, funny? You're burying the lead. You know, you got you got Taylor Swift, you got Kelsey, you got Mahomes, you got history, you got a dynasty, and you want to break down Marcus. Well, you you told you I say that it's a Vikings podcast, so I thought I would defer to you, Mr. Craig. What is his name again? Marcus. Draw a blank. What's his name? Oh, you can't Marcus Dixon. Marcus Dixon, yeah. Uh, he's you know, he's got spent the last two years with Denver, a younger guy. He's got like six years. He was he was with the Rams whenever uh, you know O'Connell and um, and and the, and the West Phillips and those guys were there. Um, you know, undrafted free agent, kind of an overachiever. Went to Hampton, uh, played a little bit with the Cowboys. Or no, he was with the Cowboys, but then he played three years with the Jets. Uh, so there you go, Marcus Dixon. Uh, well, you uh, want to talk about the Super Bowl? I joked with you. I was like, it doesn't, you know. Uh, I, Marcus Dixon, I'm sure he's had he's had some experience in the NFL, but it's you, you and I um, could maybe coach some of these if if they get they got to get some talent. Mm-hmm. If you want to coordinate, if you want to uh, look at some of the under the radar, very under the radar sort of the things that happened in the Super Bowl, there were some uh, defensive linemen there that played, uh, you know, had some big time plays. There were guys that didn't cost the Chiefs. Uh, one guy in particular, Mike Pinnell. Uh, was a guy that uh, only played three games in a regular season. Uh, they had an injury uh, in the in the wild card game. Guy goes down and started 17 games for him. Suddenly, a guy that's three hundred thousand dollars, he's there starting the Super Bowl and making big plays in the Super Bowl. So it's talent. It's identifying talent and getting talent on the Vikings roster. Well, you're right. That's boring as shit. So let's let's talk about something much more interesting. Kirk, Kirk Cousins dancing at the award show. What'd you think of that, Mr. Achilles? Huh? Trying to show everybody that his Achilles is all healed up and he's ready to go. For yeah, that. I was just, uh, you know, just hoping that he didn't uh, stick a cleat in the ground there and twist it or something. But yeah, he looked good. Uh, you know, Kirk comes off, and I I love that Kirk kind of played. And I, that show itself, I I typically don't watch it or. But I was watching it to see the the hall of when the, exactly the Hall of Fame thing was coming out, so I could push the button on my story that was embargoed until they announced it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was a good show. I I really liked it. It's entertaining. Kirk, I love how he plays into the whole. You know, I'm he's the Coles nerd, and uh, people pick on him. So yeah, it was, uh, it was that was a little I think more entertaining than him singing last year. That was a little. I, I was I was yeah. cringing for him, even though that's kind of what they were they were going for. I think, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He looked good. I mean, I, it's a big leap from Adon spinning on the stage to uh, to playing in the NFL. But uh, he looked good. Yeah, but he looks better than uh, 
Mr. Rogers, who, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, you almost, and I think it kind of bothers me a little bit with Patrick Mahomes getting his third, uh, third Super Bowl title in five years. I think it is. Is it five years? Maybe it's four years. I can't remember. Five years. And Aaron Rodgers, you almost forget about him. The other Achilles guy, you know, he's, he's, uh, sitting home watching all this. So, uh, um, and now Kirk is even dancing on shows. It's like Aaron Rodgers who, so there we go. I, I did want to ask you about, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson's comments this week. Um, in, uh, when, you know, as the Super Bowl week was, was happening, he was, people were asking him about, uh, cousins and quarterbacks and the Vikings. And he was noncommittal as everybody uh, always is at this time of year. It sounds like he wants to come back to the Vikings, but it's going to cost him a lot of money, isn't it? Well, didn't he say, you know, I think it was fed to him, you know, like, do you want to break the bank? And it was like, yeah, I want to break the bank. I think that's how it went. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, yeah, I thought that some people made a deal about breaking the bank. And you know, I think we've all known, you know, didn't need Jeff Jefferson to, to do Radio Row to, to know that it was going to cost him, you know, probably – you know, he's got to be the highest paid uh, receiver, I would think. Uh, and he's going for the highest paid non-quarterback, which I believe is Bosa, $34 million a year. You know, I would say he's, his bargaining he's, – he's, he's in good position bargaining-wise, maybe not as good as he was coming off a unanimous uh, uh, first-team all-pro, a first-team all-pro and first-team uh, unanimous uh, uh, offensive player of the year. But – we all know that he's going to make a ton of money and it's going to get done probably sooner than later so that they can, you know, coordinate all the parts that they need to do. And there's a lot of things they got to do. There's a lot of financial moves that they need to do and make decisions on before they get to plugging in just <clears throat> the sieve of a roster. Did you see the uh, hot rumor about Kirk to the Patriots to, you know, uh, Vikings trade up to get the the uh, third pick. They they somehow trade. You know, it, it, there's a lot of verbal gymnastics here. I don't know how Kirk. You know, since he's not under contract, the Vikings couldn't trade him to the Patriots to get the third third overall pick. But they signed Kirk, and then the Vikings somehow trade up and get the third third overall pick. And uh, it's just a rumor, but it's it's it got a little steam on. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. What what are we gonna talk about? I mean, come on. What well, yeah, I, I who knows? I mean, I it, I I find it hard to believe that if uh, you know certainly if they like one of the three quarterbacks that would be available. Um, I don't think you would even though the Vikings would probably have to give them a one next year. Yeah, uh, I, I still don't think you would do that and get yourself a thirty-six-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles who's <clears throat> not a proven winner. Um, I don't know. I if the Vikings like love, you know, that's the team obviously to target because the Bears aren't going to trade with them. The Bears are going to keep that number one, um, and then I would I would imagine that uh, uh, is it Washington uh, number two pick. You know that they're, they're going to uh, keep the keep the pick. Um, so yeah, it's like you're targeting the the, the Patriots and a and a, and a, uh, a guy a coach coming in a regime coming in that's that's fresh. They might want to, you know, build for the. You know, they they have time. They have time to play with. So maybe you know that would be the team to target if you think there's only three quarterbacks. Uh, but I would believe that. I guess when I when I see it. I guess after watching the game yesterday, 
the Super Bowl game that Mark needs wants to talk about. We're going to unbury the lead here just a little bit. Uh, I don't know that I would trade for Kirk or try to sign Kirk if I was the 49ers. There's always those rumors out there because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is, uh, you know, knew him way back when. I mean, that, that has been talked about for, for years. And, you know, he's out there. He's, he's available. You can sign him. But I, I thought, you know, Purdy was uh, – I'd, I'd roll with Purdy and just try to make. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think your, I think your rumor mill is about a year too old. Or, you know, the Purdy. But it it happened. It's it's out there. It just keep. Well, yeah, out. I guess uh, there must be everything out there then, because I mean, Brock Purdy, what what he's done and and, and brought him twenty one and six now as a starter and uh, gets him to the helps get them to the Super Bowl. Uh, he he he's the guy that they chose over Trey Lance as for you know the Trey Lance fiasco and and giving up three ones and a three for that. And, and then a year later, stumbling, you know, tripping over Brock Purdy at the end of the draft and, and, and saving everything for him. And it went at that position uh, no, it, Brock Purdy is Brock, Brock Purdy is, uh, is especially when you have a team around him like that, he's uh, all you need. You know, it's his second year. He didn't even play the full year last year. I don't, think because he got no he didn't get hurt he made it to the end of the year because he, everybody got hurt in front of him and, yeah. and then it was like when we all wrote him off he came in and went five or six and oh in the regular season and then he well, was winning or up until he his arm gave out and then they, they had no quarterbacks left and they lost right. the championship game he uh he, he is he's worthwhile and it just goes to show you you can find a decent quarterback uh, in the sixth round of the draft, <clears throat> Mr. Irrelevant, as we all know. So I, you know, I, I maybe it comes down to being able to really drill down and figure out who is a quarterback that can play. The Vikings regime previous to this one did not do a good job with that. They did not, you know, do do well drafting uh, quarterbacks. But uh, hopefully. Uh, that changes. Um, they got Jaron Hall last year, but uh, I don't think he's the guy. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, they got to get somebody. And it's this is supposed to be a quarterback, quarterback rich draft, don't you think? Yeah, I, you know, with if if Brock Purdy goes to the Carolina Panthers in the seventh round two years ago, he's not. He doesn't do all this. It, it's yeah. it's a it's an organization that that is solid from you know. Course they you know they did blow the the, the Lance pick, but the, you know, I guess what it what what the 49ers can teach teams is you know, you gotta just keep swinging. You swing big, you swing small. You know, even after they, they got Lance, they still the next year saw a guy that clearly fit their their system, you know, what they ask of their quarterback, and then you put him in into a a an offense that's got a you know a great offensive line. He's got weapons like you wouldn't believe. All pro weapons everywhere you look. Um, Chris, you know they, they still believe in a in a fullback, a running back, a you know throw the ball to the fullback. You know they still have this. You know they're they're power, but they're also skilled. And then you look at what he's probably the most affordable star that that you'd put in a Super Bowl in this, in the salary cap era. So. Uh, it's a perfect situation for him. If, if you put him somewhere else, um, you know, you, you don't see this. So it's, it, it's an, an organizational thing that's, that he's, has evolved and uh, didn't win the Super Bowl, but, you know, they're going to be hard to, to knock off the pedal. They're going to be hard to knock off the pedestal 
by the you know NFC teams to get back mm-hmm. to. Yeah, they got they got a pretty good team. I had one more note here I wanted to talk that's Vikings related before we dive into the Super Bowl. Our NFL insiders getting getting antsy to talk a little Super Bowl. But uh, Mike Zimmer interviewed with Dallas for their defensive coordinator position. You're you're a buddy of Mike's. Uh, it seems like a no brainer to me to for him to go back there where he started his career and 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 be the DC. But uh, I don't think that's happened yet. Do you think that you think that's something that, that will happen? What would might that be just what Dallas needs to get them over the hump? Well, that, that, he's already been hired. He, yeah, he's 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 their what? coordinator. Yeah, he's their coordinator. I believe. I thought there someone else was. I, I read this weekend someone else interviewed for the job and they hadn't done that yet. I believe Zim's already gotten it, but uh, yeah, well, you think it will happen then. He's he think it will happen then, Mike Mark. <laughs> what? I said, oh, he's already got it. Do you think it will happen then? I, you know, you know. Come on. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he'll get fired. Yeah, now that you put that. <laughs> no, he, he, frankly, if they'd have lost in 2019, if they'd have lost to uh, at New Orleans uh, in that playoff game, I think he might. You know, Jerry might have hired him then. Um, Jerry might have hired him to. If that was a job that I think McCarthy got. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he and he and Jerry are very tight, and you know. Uh, we all know that McCarthy's on the hot seat. I mean, I'm I'm frankly shocked that he wasn't fired uh, by by Jerry in that situation. Um, you know, laying that humongous stinker in the opening of the and blowing my Super Bowl pick right out of the gate. You know, <laughs> um, I would have fired him, Joe. I would have fired him. There you go. But I mean, he, you know, he's got Zim, you know, Zim. I could see Zim. You know, if the Cowboys get off to a slow start, Zim could be the you know, head, interim head coach of, of the uh, wow, wouldn't that be? You know, but that's a long way to go. But I mean, there's a tremendous amount of talent. Mike Zimmer, uh, he's 67, 68. Um, you know, he's gonna do great things with that defense, just like Dan Quinn did. And um, Zimmer, with uh, with all that talent, is gonna be yeah. really good. And I know that he still wants to be a head coach, so I don't know if he'll get it, he'll get an opportunity to be a head coach because he'd have to pretty much do a quick turn and or, or maybe coach of the Cowboys. I, I don't know, but I know that that's, you know, if you can, as much as he doesn't, didn't like, you know, kind of the things that came with being a head coach, you know, kind of being the face of the franchise and have to speak for the franchise and, and all that. I, I know that he still wants to be a head coach. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I need to get uh, dialed in better here. I was uh, out at, out at the, the cabin this weekend attending to uh my maple trees trying to get some sap out of them for syrup. So I was a little distracted here. So I, 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 I got to get dialed in. So I better take a break here and check, check all my leads to all this new information that I don't have. Oh my God. Anyway, anyway, come on back. We'll, we'll discuss the Super Bowl and uh, talk about that on Vikings territory breakdown. Come on back. Okay, folks, welcome back to uh, uh, Vikings territory breakdown. Uh, Mark, uh, there's all kinds of rumors out there. I hear that uh, JJ is going to be the quarterback and receiver next next uh, weekend or next year for the Vikings. You're going to get rid of Kirk. It's a rumor online. I just saw it while we were on break here. So <clears throat> after we see Jennings in the Super Bowl who can catch a pass and uh, throw a pass, he's the only guy to have done that. Other than uh, Foles at the uh, uh, the quarterback from the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, he threw one and caught one as well, um, which was the Super Bowl that was here. Anyway, 
that's my segue into Super Bowl tech. I thought Jennings was he was if the 49ers would have won, I thought he would have got the MVP, which would have been kind of cool. But uh, what'd you think of the big game yesterday, Mark? Started kind of slow, but then really heated up at the end. Yeah, it definitely started slow. You know, my daughter, I watched it with my daughter, who's uh, you know not a football fan, never watched a full game in her in her life, and she was just like, because you know, it went zero zero, and she's like, well, this looks like you know, is this what is this how, what you feel like when you watch soccer or or lacrosse? And I said, <laughs> uh, I said, yeah. I said, if you don't appreciate you know the 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 entire scope of the of the game, yeah, you might be thinking this is a snooze fest. Um, I liked how the defenses were playing and. Uh, of course, I, I, loved, would. I liked the Patriots when it was 13-3 when they beat the Rams that one year. I loved that game. Uh, it was this was kind of a little slow. Um, in a way, it reminded me of the, of a Vikings start to a Vikings game. Yeah. There was, um, I think I wrote it down here. Game opens up. 49ers are you know dominating the game. Four plays, they go from their 25 down to the Chiefs uh, 29, and with. 6, 18, 11, 11, two passes, two runs, and then, boom, fumble. Uh, and and then, you know, the second possession for the 49ers was, uh, I think, two two penalties for 15 yards on Trent Williams, you know, for future Hall of Famer. Uh, so the 49ers were in control of that game. And they were. were. The better, were the better team and winning, you know, the they were winning the line of scrimmage, but it didn't matter. And that that sort of clicked at me like, you know, that looks like, you know, like the like Vikings game, you know, where you know, just every single week this year was early on, especially was just, okay. Yeah. They look like the better team, but uh, here comes the fumble. Here comes the interception. Um, and then, it, you know, everything turned when, when that, when that, I mean, this goes back to pop Warner, you know, when a punt is in the air, get away from the ball, get away from the ball, ball comes down, hits a guy on the back of his leg. Uh, that changed there. Everything turned. I mean, it was like, like even though, you know, you knew that uh, it just wasn't going to stay a 10-6 game or a 10-3 game, but the 49ers were in control and they could not afford to like have that big mistake like that, that would just give Patrick Mahomes that, that jump start in it. And after that, it did. I mean, it was a changed everything. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny you mentioned your daughter. My wife sat down to watch it with me. I, I think there was something else going on with the Super Bowl that might have attracted some non-traditional viewers yeah. to it. But uh, she said the same thing, you know, with zero to zero. She goes, it's kind of boring so far. I said, yeah, and I thought of you because I know Mark likes defensive games. And he likes defenses that play well. And, and there was some, you know. It wasn't uh, major turnovers, but there were some turnovers that were huge. I mean, San Francisco, that first drive, were just moving methodically down the field. And McCaffrey, I think it was his first fumble of the year. I mean, that's that that's pretty amazing to, you know, they stripped that one and, and uh, take away that drive, and, and they still held them. I thought San Francisco looked really good, and my pick looked really good. But, you know, as the game went on, you know, the defenses you could really see the defenses that have been playing so well, we're getting tired, you know, and uh, stuff's going to happen when you got a quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes going to get the team that's uh, a defense that is get tired. Just stuff happens. It was, it was, uh, it turned into a really exciting game. There was some, you know, some stuff going on there. The muff punt was huge. Oh my goodness. It was uh, really turned the game. Like you just said, uh, Sam Sifka had a couple of significant injuries. Well, at least one Greenlaw left and then Samuels got hurt, but he came back and, and made some big plays. Uh, we talked a little about Purdy in the last segment, but, uh, 
I really thought uh, the guy in on that stage in that moment, it wasn't too big. He looked really good. He lo- he made didn't make every throw, but he he made a lot of good throws. He looked relatively poised until uh, Chris Jones started <laughs> making tough uh, things, uh, making trouble for him in the backfield. But I, I thought I thought Purdy was all right. Yeah, I mean Purdy's uh, going to be. He's going to win a Super Bowl before this is over because you know that that's a that that both these the organizations are, are going to be this. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Uh, this isn't like Tampa Bay winning it with Brady, and you knew that you know everything was going to kind of be disassembled after you know a year or two years. Uh, but yeah, when they had that, they, when they forced that punt that became the muff punt. Yeah, uh, it was that the Forty ers had just forced a three and out. Defensive lines playing outstanding. Uh, the guy who spilled in for Greenlaw, poor Greenlaw, go, he's getting ready to run back on the field and close out his Achilles. Uh, but then, <sighs> that was the five of their first nine possessions for the Chiefs were three and outs. One of them, you know, there were four of them were punts. One was three plays, and the third was an interception. Um, and it's ten six at that point. So your 49ers are still are in control, but it's that oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> You, you got Patrick Mahomes. You can't, you got everything has to be perfect, and you have to just hope to kind of make it to late in the game, and then maybe score again to, to get ahead of him far enough ahead of him. And then you get the you get the stupid well, the dumbest plays you could find, and at that level hits a guy on the leg. It's just, and they recover at the sixteen yard line. After that, uh, then yeah, they go um, the next four. They the Chiefs score on their last four possessions, thirty seven plays, two hundred and twenty four yards, twenty points. And it's just, you know, you know, Mahomes is instantly back in the game because he throws a touchdown right away, the play after that muff. And then, uh, you know. Um, it's like they woke up. It's like, you know, the Chiefs that we saw in the previous playoff games this year came. They, they didn't look like it in the first half, but all of a sudden, boom, you know, like a switch, switch turned at that point. Yeah, and it was just, you know, when you give them – you know, sort of like when the, you know the Vikings. The Vikings, when the Vikings played this team, uh, these teams, the 49ers were, were injured. They didn't have Trent Williams. They didn't have Debo Samuel. I don't believe they had. Uh, and and Christian McCaffrey was playing hurt. Right. Uh, they beat them on that that Monday night game. So uh, a big difference in in injuries and how, how a team goes through a season. Uh, the Vikings caught them at the right time when they played the Chiefs. You know, the, the Vikings. Uh, the reason they lost is they had that inter- They had that turnover on the first play of the game. And the Chiefs, what the Chiefs do with it? They took it and went right down the field and scored, took a seven nothing lead, and then the Vikings lost by seven. So yeah, you it was one of those where if you give the if you give Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs, uh, and the Chiefs and Andy Reid any kind of wiggle room, uh, you know they're gonna they take advantage of it and they're just gonna they're you know obviously uh, whenever you you get to the overtime and with the new rules, you know you can both have possess it, uh, then. Uh, you know, it's hard to be Patrick Mahomes in that situation. And right. we could we could talk about whether they should have taken, you know, had the Chiefs take the ball first. Who knows? Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win that no matter what happened once it got to overtime. And, you know, speaking of the moment being too big, it seemed like it was for Travis Kelsey there for a while. He, uh, he had a, early on, he, I don't know if it was because he wasn't getting the ball or what was going on, but he, he came up and kind of uh, – uh, ran into his head coach screaming at his ear and bumped into him a la Kirk and uh, uh, Zimmer back in the day. Uh, what do you know about that? And what, what was going on there? What, what well, was that, it? 
that was when uh, you know the fumble um, or by Pacheco. Yeah, the, the fumble. You know, Kelsey wasn't in on the field at that point. At that point, and in, in the, for that play, and I think he wanted to be on the field. Um, you know, I I think he joked about it afterwards. He or said something about it. I just showing him some love or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I it look obviously it looks a lot worse than it, than it probably than it was. You know, I'm, I'm sure Andy oh, Reid. They're probably laughing about it now, but uh, yeah, I don't. That that was not a good not a good visual at that point. You know, uh, he was in and out of the lineup quite a bit, um, you know, and, you know, it was kind of interesting when we talk about the Chiefs coming back. He did it, you know, Kelsey ended up with nine catches, uh, uh, but uh, I think Patrick Mahomes won the game because he was throwing it to other people. The the winning touchdown goes to Scanling, I think. Uh, uh, what who always oh, hardened, yeah. And Scanlon, he got one earlier, right? He got the one after the muff. Yeah, and then, I mean Kelsey was important on that drive. He had the one in the red zone that I thought he was yeah. gonna score on because I, I was like talking to my daughter and I was like, okay, you said get ready, here comes the Taylor Swift's uh, cutaway because I thought he was gonna power through everybody. And they, he got the first down, I believe, and you know, got to the four. And after that, then it was like, yeah, it was you know, the for if I if I was a 49ers fan, what would bother me on those drives was the uh, the fourth and one where Mahomes ran, and then Mahomes ran again. You knew but, they were going to get fourth yeah, and one. Like, you knew they were going to get that. Well, I, I knew they were going to get it, but I'm like, you know, the fact that he was so, you know, so open to, to take that run. Right. Like, you got to, you got to have eyes on him. You got to have a body on him. Yeah. You knew he was not going to hand that ball off, or he was not going to dump it, or whatever. But, you know, that, that would have been one. It would have been nice. Uh, yeah. How about that fourth and uh, three or four call by uh, Shanahan for the on the on the uh, 49ers drive, which ended up scoring, I think, in in the second half. I thought that was that was huge. That was a gutsy call. I mean, uh, did it was late in the game, didn't you know? It's like the announcer said there. He doesn't. Romo said he don't want to give the ball back to uh, no. to uh, him and you know and, and put it in Mahomes's hands, and he was right because that's you know you know what Mahomes can do, but that that was a. Uh, quite. I think they threw it to uh, Kittle. I think. Is yeah, threw it to Kittle. You know, good. Ex- I mean, that's where Purdy. You know, and there was one. You know, later in the game, uh, it might have been overtime, where you know he's he's pressured. He's got. He's you know, it's good. You know, good design and having an outlet there with McCaffrey. You know, kind of dumping it to McCaffrey. But you know, part of uh, playing quarterback is uh, such a huge. I mean, now we you know we, we want we want him to, to be a combination of Walter Payton. And Tom Brady and Joe Montana, uh, but there's something to be said about a guy who can just process things so quickly and know exactly kind of what to do and when he's in trouble. Right. He makes that play, makes you know, he makes that fourth down play with Kittle. Um, so yeah, there was a there's a lot of good play going on back and forth, and you get into that situation and you're in you know even in our preview when I I took the Chiefs and you to make things interesting, take the 49ers. Um, it's you know, we knew, you know, we learned from the Baltimore, you know, the game that right. not a good time to, to bet against the trap, uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and especially Patrick Mahomes. Uh, well, you mentioned the elephant in the room, so we got to talk about her. Uh, Taylor Swift made it to the, made it to the, <laughs> to the show. Did you notice? Uh, I, I, I was counting for a while and I think there was more Swifty, uh, sightings and there were Kelsey catches. So, you know, and that's fine. It, it's, it, it was funny every time she'd come on and 
it, it's just an amazing phenomenon what's going on with her, how, how upset she makes some people just because, you know, there's people saying, now this could just be theater as well. I, I'm not going to watch the NFL because Taylor Swift is there and she's <laughs> it's like, what, 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 what's the matter with you people? But uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not a big, I don't have a lot of Taylor Swift's music. I, I have downloaded a song when she did with uh, Bon Iver, the guy, Justin Vernon, who, who used to play, which I thought was a good song. So I don't know much about her music, but I watched, I sat up after the game last night and watched this documentary they have on her on Netflix. And uh, she seems like a really decent person. I, I you know, I, and she's living her life and having a good time. You know, I, I, I just, it's fascinating what this thing has become. And I, I'm, I'm sure when we get the numbers for the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be through the roof, right? Because all these non-traditional viewers are tuning in just to see sightings of Taylor Swift. It's just I, that's, I, don't, hilarious. I, don't, I don't quite get that, but I don't know. Uh, to say I'm not going to – I mean, if you let that bother you, uh, you're, you're in for a long life. If <laughs> A lot of things you're not going to participate in if, if you don't do it because something annoys you. Uh, it, it's it's sort of vintage NFL. It's it starts off as something that's a little cute, and then they just uh, they bludgeon people with it. And I think that's where people probably get upset. Or but are to me, it's you know, I, it's a kind of annoying. But sort of sort of for me, it's like when LeBron James left Cleveland and he went you mm -hmm. know, to Miami and he did all that. It was like I was as I was as in tune with the NBA as I was as uh, before that because I wanted to see him lose. So. If you're going to you know, watch it so that you see this, see her uh, be upset, I guess. Uh, but well, everybody needs a, a villain, you know. You got to have a yeah, villain. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, <sighs> it's uh, it's strange. I'm forcing you know, Mark Craig, the NFL insider, to talk about Taylor yeah, Swift. Good. Do you think Swift? I don't think there'd be any Swifties watching this, so I think I could probably say, "Hey, I want to do that." We'll we'll find out if uh, if if that cleared the Swifty cancel zone or whatever. Oh God! Well, as I put in my my lead for last time, the NFL's come to a swift conclusion this year. Oh, wow. um, I I did want to talk about you. You brought it up uh, just real quickly a little bit earlier, but I I was unaware of the new uh, rule changes on overtime. I, in fact, I was explaining the old ones to my wife, who was asking me how this is going to work because she was ready to go to bed and not watch more football. I didn't want overtime. So I was explaining it to her. And all of a sudden I hear him say they're guaranteed. They kept saying they're guaranteed a, pos uh, a possession. And I thought, yeah, okay. That that's kind of what happened when after the 2009 uh, NFC championship between Favre and the Vikings, but now they changed it to where they each matter if, if they, if, if San Francisco would have scored, uh, uh, the Chiefs would have got a possession to try and tie it. That's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when did that happen? The one you're referring. Did that happen yeah. yesterday? And I didn't see it right that, before the game. That happened slightly before the Cowboys hired Mike Zimmer. So <laughs> you didn't catch that one either. I set you up for that one. Um, I mean, back that that one was was the first it was a sudden death first score. You know, the, the right when. You know, when the Vikings lose, you know, 100 years ago now, it seems like with the, yeah. with the Saints, all you, you know, the, basically it became uh, a high percentage, just win the coin toss and you move a, move a few yards, you kick a right. field goal. Uh, and then it became, you know, a you had to score a touchdown for it to be over. 
So the Super Bowl where Tom Brady and the, and the Patriots came back and beat, uh, you know, Kyle Atlanta. Shanahan, he was offensive coordinator in Atlanta, uh, 28-3 they came back from, and, and that was an overtime game. And the Patriots went down and scored a touchdown. Game was over. Atlanta never touched the ball. Uh-huh. So they changed it again after that to where, um, you know, if, even if they scored a touchdown, then the other team has a chance to score. And, and that's just for the Super Bowl, right? No, that was it's uh, for the playoffs, I believe. Really? Boy, yeah, boy. Yeah. For regular season, it's it's ten minutes, not fifteen. Right. Uh, obviously, it can end in a tie. Super Bowl cannot end in a tie. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, a good way, you know. And then there's Shanahan was asked about, you know, why wouldn't you give the Chiefs the ball first? Because then you, when you have the ball, you know what right. you, you know if you have to go for fourth down, you know if you have to whatever. And his explanation, and you know. If this is how he feels, that's that's a good explanation. Uh, but he said that that he wanted to to be the have the first opportunity to win it as a sudden death. So, in other words, you know, if you would match scores. You know, each team had the ball. You would match scores, and then oh. he would be the third team to present to possess the ball, and that way he could kick a field goal or whatever. I sort of, I would rather go with the route of I would like to know, just like the Chiefs knew. The Chiefs knew yeah. they had to go the fourth. Like the when the 49ers got down to the you know when they kicked their field goal, no, not that they would have gone for it, but it, you know they might have been in a position where they had to go for it. Yeah. Um, so they, I don't know. It just feels like you uh, and Tony Romo referred to it as you just know you have four downs instead of three. I'll go all the way down the field. Right. You know you got four downs. Well, I don't feel too bad because a number of 49ers this morning said they uh, they didn't realize the rule change either. So I, I'm I'm in good company, but. Uh, I was convinced that what Shanahan did was because his defense just got off the field from a long drive. And I would have done the same. You know, you're tired at the end of the game. You can see them moving on them. I would say, rest my defense. I'm going to get the ball. I would, uh, you know, go on offense. That's what I thought. But I guess maybe that doesn't have anything to it. He was thinking, he was thinking ahead even further. Yeah, that was his explanation. But there is some of that. There is some of that. You, you will see sometimes in a game where you know a defense will call a timeout. It doesn't happen a whole lot, but it'll be like, and then the you know everybody complains and what what are you doing? It's like, well, you know, my defense was gassed. I needed, you know, I needed it to be have them be there at their best in that situation. So, so, so do you uh, think it was a bad call by him to do that? Or I mean, you said you would have done it the other way, but do you think? I mean, given yeah, his explanation, was that or is he going to get torched for it? Well, I think some people, you know how things are. Um, there's, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people questioning that right now. But I, I would like to, have, you know, sort of like in, in a college game, you know, when, when you, you know, you, you, uh, it's different, but at least it's it's closer to what the college game is now than it used to be, uh, with two teams getting both getting possession and only ending with a touchdown. Um, you know. Only way it could, you know, like if they were to throw an intercept, a pick six, then it ends, you know, because mm-hmm. both teams actually technically have possession. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I would like to go second and to know that, you know, what I need, do I need a field goal or do I need a touchdown? Yeah. You know, like if you stop them, then you just got to get a field goal you know, to win the game. So I, I would like to go second. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read more today and then just, more explanation. That's the explanation I saw is that they wanted to go third so that they could end it that way. And I was so, um, I, you know, 
it, it's and, and another factor into it. If you go second, you know your pro- your chances are better of scoring because you know the defenses are tired at this point. If you got something, I, you know it, it's it's a new uh, strategy involved. And I guess now that I know the rules, I can start thinking about it more. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Everything everything that happens in the Super Bowl gets magnified. So um, have you heard about Taylor Swift? In the Super Bowl? No. Yes. No. Anyway, uh, he found a flight from Tokyo to get there on time. I don't know how she how she could do that. <laughs> she was yeah. She flew into L.A. a day. There are people tracking her jets. This is just crazy. Well, yeah, she's got to find a flight. She's got you know the the Uber ride from the airport. How did she do it? I don't know. And then she slammed a beer or a drink uh, on camera, and that's got everybody upset as well because that's su- such a poor thing to do for the kids of the nation to be modeling that. Yeah, she's thirty-four years old. She was thirsty. She just she just got off of her off of the stage for crying out loud. I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, we made a few predictions last week in the show. We should run those down a little bit, Mark. As you said earlier, you took the Chiefs. And I took the 49ers. I was actually feel, you know, even though I thought the Chiefs would win, I took the Niners, but I was feeling pretty good about that Niners pick for a long time in this game. I go, God dang, they look like the better team. Well, I but, wanted I actually wanted the 49ers win because I, I wanted to see I wanted to see Purdy win. I wanted to see um well, Shanahan, you know, with what he's gone through with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that. I just like, but I like both of them. It's, I love Andy Reid. You're an Andy Reid guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was so amazed that you. I was like, yeah, come on, Andy, spread spread the spread the love around to to Purdy. And uh, sometimes uh, I still like Mahomes. He's obviously the the best totally. player in the league. He's fun. He makes this game infinitely better. But sometimes, like you know, earlier in the year when they they had the penalty where the guy lined up offsides and and he lost his he lost his mind and was complaining that rub me the wrong way as far as like you know come on just calm down buddy it's like the guy was offside you know just because it was a cool play and you did it and it didn't work out your way you know everything else in the world has worked out your way and just one time you were like "Eh," you know crying about it uh that sort of but uh you know it is great to have someone like that only be he's gonna be going for a three-peat at 29 years old and that's right for his fourth super bowl and um, so who knows? I mean, the whole talk about are you going to pass Brady, blah blah blah, um, is who cares? I mean, it's uh, why do we have to stat? Why do we have to, uh, you know, why do we have to decide that, you know, I because for years it was always, you know, well, uh, hey, Tom, will you ever pass Joe Montana as the greatest ever? Right? Now it's almost like, ah, you know, Joe Montana, he had a nice little career. I mean, all these guys are were great, and it, it was it's it's great to be able to see them all play. You know, it 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 was interesting at up on stage. I mean, you know, Jason Kelsey retired this year, and his brother Travis. You know, people are thinking he's moving towards the end of his career. And up on the podium at the end of the game, he was well, he was singing rather. They should have brought Taylor Swift up there and let her sing, but Travis was singing uh, "Viva Las Vegas," which was kind of interesting. But he was excited and talking about a three-peat and. Andy was up there and he wasn't saying anything. I thought he was kind of moving towards, you know, he wins this one, he walks off on top. Wow, are you, you know, kidding and, me? Uh, you don't think so? Because well, what, what did he cool. say? Hell no, uh, I don't think so. Why, why would you walk away from the prime of, 
of Patrick Mahomes' career. You know. No, I get that, but you know what? What else you got to prove? And and maybe you want to do something else. And it's a stressful business, Mark. What else do you have to prove? You know, not, well, not it's not a matter of proving. It's a matter of enjoying the hell out of yourself as you win. You know, uh, what what's he got? Three, three now. Four, five, six. You know, you can also lose them if you aren't fully engaged. Lose them, but but that's where that to me where is where you're playing with house money. It does. You know, I know Belichick. Got, even Belichick got fired, uh, but right. uh, but you know they termed it a little. I think he didn't get. You know that when you get to that point, they term a mutual decision or whatever. Well, you know, he still got fired. Yeah. Um, but you know that is so far down the road. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's way too much fun. Uh, the way that they're winning, it's it doesn't. Yeah, I'm sure it's stressful. But this is what he's been doing his whole yeah. life. Uh, I, I don't. I would. You know. Be stunned unless there's a unless there was a health reasons involved. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, that you could see that. But you know the rumors that it was like, oh, Belichick's gonna, you know, Andy Reid's gonna retire and Belichick's gonna step in. And first of all, it, why would Reid leave? And then secondly, uh, I guess Belichick would take it, but you know that's a no. <laughs> that's a no win situation there well, either. You're reading the rumor mill too, huh, Mark? Well, okay. I don't know. Hey, Joe has something to talk about, you know. Hey, Zimmer, um, your Zimmer might get hired in Dallas. <laughs> um, you know, Andy Reid is, you know, he's also now he's making commercials. You know, I actually like him in those commercials. Yeah. Everyone that he gets yeah. in, he's there's something about him that's just, you know, and he is, you can tell the smile on his face and, and everything he does. He is playing with house money. I mean, what a great life, you know. So, uh, Good for him. I, I, I seems like he's always seemed like a good guy. He's a good guy to have around in the league. I would think you'd be a good coach to play for. So, um, yeah, hopefully they don't break him up. You want to, you want to topple these guys intact. You know, you don't want to have to have somebody else brought in who doesn't have the same chemistry with Mahomes, and then it goes off, and then there's an excuse there. You know, get the guy. Yeah, you got, you got to beat the best. So hopefully he sticks around. Um, I won the coin flip. I picked heads. Uh, yeah. and, me. I won one too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, Mark. We'll, we'll get there. You didn't really win because you never responded. I, I, you know, I don't even know if you took that flip. But I hey, think, you know, I think, hey, there were two coin flips. One was tails. One was heads. Anyway, I won the opening coin flip, so I get that one. We MVP. We were both wrong. You had McDuffie, and I had. Uh, I, I think we were yeah. trying to spice it up a little. I, I think we both, whoever, whoever the quarter, whoever won the one, the winning quarterback was going to be the MVP. I don't know. Jennings that was making a move for it because if, yeah, if, if, if he scored, he almost got another score there at the end that uh, uh, Purdy overthrew him. And if that would have happened, you know, and they won the game, then he's the guy, I think, you know, it would have been the second 49ers receiver in, in, in history to get the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl. Jerry Rice got it one year, finally. Uh, turnovers, you had two, I had three, and there was four in the game. Uh, if you count the muff as a turnover, when when actually they didn't possess the ball. So that's a, so yeah, it's a turnover. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's I, I wouldn't call it that. A, not, it's, not, a, it's a giant turnover. For purposes of this prediction segment, I would not call it a turnover, and I would be spot on with three. Yeah, I think you'd be, think you'd be right. First TD, and it was first TD I asked you uh, last week, and you, I said uh, Kelsey, and you said McCaffrey, so you nailed that one, and uh, you got the win. So 
Uh, you probably did a little bit better, and only you and I care about this, so why we continue to talk about it, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back and finish up with, with a few more things. Mark, uh, the NFL Awards happened this week, uh, and uh, you were involved in some of that voting, right? So we'll uh, take a look at that when we come back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. <clears throat> Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, our NFL insider, Hall of Fame voter, and awards voter. He's the man. Uh, Mark, uh, the Super Bowl is also a big deal with the commercials. In fact, it's funny. It's the only time I ever pay attention to commercials in my life. I usually mute them or switch to something else. But... uh, because uh, you've all seen them a million times, but what do you think of the commercials? Any, any, any out there grab your eye? Yeah, I mean, for 17 years, I, you know, I kind of got covered 17 Super Bowls. You, you don't, you didn't see the commercials in the, mm. in the A, they weren't on, and B, you were too busy uh, trying to make sense of what was going on, and up to the point where the, the game would always get flipped on its ear, and you have to do it again. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I there was a couple. I, I just got done watching my wife and I watching the suits uh, on Netflix and Peacock. So uh, that, you know, seeing that, the, that group uh, on the commercial was good. I like the one with Jennifer Aniston and uh, Ross and Rachel. They, they yeah, yeah, that was good. Yep. Yep. Couldn't remember them. So yeah, other than that, uh, that it's not like it, it's not like the, you know, uh, Joe green and the kid with the, with the Coke, you know, you know, it's funny bringing that up. They have the show every year that Boomer Esiason with the gal named Danielle uh, talk about the past commercials, and they vote to what's the best ones. And that was uh, voted the uh, – or, or no, they came down to that one and another one as the uh, the best ones over all time. The, the one that was going up against was, was a precursor to one they had this year was this little dog that uh, – uh, and the horses, the Budweiser horses, yeah. which they, they turned it into that same dog was in this one again, but it was a growing up dog, which was kind of interesting to see. But I like the one with uh, uh, J-Lo and uh, uh, the guys from Goodwill Hunting, Matt oh, Damon yeah, yeah. and Ben Affleck. You know, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Matt Damon was was, was pretty good. Um, and I enjoyed the uh, the two guy from, guys from Scrubs and the uh, – when the 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 uh, guy who plays uh, Aquaman all of a sudden does a singing and dancing routine, I thought that was pretty funny too. So anyway, the commercials, yeah, that's 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 the Super Bowl. Well, anyway, on to the NFL awards. A uh, lot lot of lot of awards for your 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 team and your division over there in Cleveland, huh? You got uh, Miles Garrett with Defensive Player of the Year and Kevin Stefanski, the Coach of the Year. Did they get your votes. Uh, yeah, both of them did get my Oh, money. God, we're so shocked. Oh, my uh, God. Can you believe it? Mark picks the Cleveland guys. No, I'm just kidding you. Um, Stefanski won by two points over um, over D'Amico Ryans. Uh, nice. Well, that's what I had. One. That was a close one. Jim Schwartz got uh, D, got uh, assistant coach of the year. I did not I did not have Schwartz as my winner. Uh, for. I thought that the assistant coach of the year was a, was a tough, tough – there were a lot of guys that were really good. Uh, you know, and also – it was a tough year for like for coach of the year. You look at Dan Campbell, what he did. Right. right. I had him third on my ballot. I think he finished third. Um, but you, you know, you look at this, and it's sometimes it's it's circumstance. It's um, 
It's if you come in and you turn a team around, sort of like Ryan's did. For Stefanski, it was having four starting quarterbacks win games. Um, you know, but when you look at, you know, Kevin Stefanski has two coach of the years in four years, two out of the last four years, I think. Andy Reid, you know, I mean, how many coach of the year awards Andy Reid has as a Kansas City? Zero. And he had one in Philadelphia. So uh, each year I've always gone in going, I just, you know, I want to vote for Andy Reid so bad because it's like, you know, it's, I think Belichick has two. Um, you know, he could have more than that. Uh, Andy Reid, as it turned out, I mean, the regular season, you know, we don't, we don't include the postseason, so that kind of hurts. But, um, you know, Andy Reid, they, you know, this was their down year. This was their bad year, you know, going 11 and six and having to go on the road to, to, to win the AFC championship. Mark, they also kind of changed up their, their ways of doing things this year, kind of mid season, didn't they? That, that's what they were talking about on the podium. I mean, Reed and they, they changed their, rather than going for the deep ball, they said, okay, we're going to have to start. Well, they've been doing that. I mean, they, they've changed that in recent years. I mean, okay. that's, you know, uh, that was always, you know, when they had Tyree kill, I mean, they were, they were much um, you know, different. I mean, they were you know, down the field, down the field. Um, and then in that, in the Super Bowl that they lost, you know, obviously, you know, they played a great defense in that Super Bowl and they, and they're both their tackles were hurt. So they weren't able to th- obviously throw it deep. You know, that's when Mahomes, that's when it proved that even Mahomes, uh, can't do it by him just by himself because he, he was running for his life and they, they got killed in that Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I'd say when you look at, uh, you know, coach of the year and, and everything, it's, you know, Andy Reid, obviously he's a, Gonna walk right into the Hall of Fame, uh, and he's not yeah, done. Did, did he? How many votes did he get? I mean, uh, well, it, I don't it, believe that he got many this year because this was this was like I said, yeah. uh, you know, circumstances really, you know, shouted Kevin Stavansky, you know, doing what he did in that division with four starting quarterbacks and each quarterback winning, you know, big games, you know, uh, as he scoring, some high scoring. Has he been close in years past when he was, you know, he's got his team there, six uh, AFC title games. Has he has he been close in? I, I don't know where he's where he's ranked in different years, but it's always been, hey, well, he's got he's got Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's got, uh, you know, you, you you get, it has to be, it, it, it tends to, the guys who get the votes tend to be the ones, uh, you know, I, I think Belichick in the year that they were uh, 16 and 0, he was like, okay. We'll, we'll give it to him now. You know, I think he won it that year. It's got um, Tom Brady. Yeah. But, you know, this Andy Reid and, and by extension, his Steve Spagnolo, uh, what they did defensively, it's his best defense he's ever had in Kansas City. Um, just a great year coaching wise. To, to They said he should have been up there, shouldn't he? He should have been up for co- assistant coach of the year, Spagnolo. Yeah. Yeah. No, without question. Uh, but uh, there was, you know, Bobby Slowick in, in, in Houston fantastic job uh, he'll be a head coach someday you know what cj stroud did as a as a as a rookie quarterback uh best rookie quarterback season i've ever seen and um you know he, he looked like a, like a veteran but a lot of that was because of their the, the the system that they had and just the rhythm and the quickness of that system and so he was the one um uh, it, it just just a lot of you know and def- defensive player of the year was one of those we could have gone a lot of different ways. All of these are could have gone a lot of different ways. Yeah, I got to step up my my game on uh, 
Twitter X. I think ever since it changed to X, I've been screwed up because I, I retweeted someone that said uh, uh, Daniil Hunter had this big meme of him uh, being the defensive player of the year. And I said, oh, God, he got it. So I retweeted it. And I oh, wait, no, Miles got it. <laughs> and then uh, there's, I guess, Zimmer was named coach of. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, you know, I we knew this. Most of us here in, in Minnesota knew this, but you just when it was happening, but you just had to add Stefanski on the list of Mike Tomlin and Tony Dungy and all these other coaches that they had in the state. I mean, you know, you could put uh, the offensive coordinator under Denny that uh, lost, uh, lost, God, who they, oh, they lost to the Atlanta Falcons, didn't go to the Super Bowl. What's Brian Billing? All these coaches that uh, we, we could have had went on elsewhere and, and did great things and, uh, so it's very soon that Stefanski will win a Super Bowl and, you know, just grind it into the Vikings fans even more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> you could try. It would be nice. You know, this is the Vikings telecast. You could make them feel good somehow. Oh, you just love it. that they're well, we've always, you know, we, you know long go, going way back, it was always that the Browns, I was always covering the Super Bowl as well. Uh, but even before I was covering Super Bowls, it was like you've got to, you know, that would be the week we'd go, you know, and, and, and enjoy it. I said, my luck, it'll be, it'll be in Buffalo or, or maybe it could be in Cleveland. You know, although I would be, I, I like Cleveland. I like going to Cleveland, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Miles Garrett saying uh, at the end of his speech, you know, I'm coming back for a bigger trophy next year. That was, was kind of cool. I thought, uh, but they got the defense. Who are they going to have for quarterback? Oh, I got you, Sean Watson. Well, the guy that they gave a gazillion dollars to and the one that didn't come through for him. So, how can we never hear anybody crabbing about that as much as they crab about how much uh, Kirk Cousins gets? Because you you don't live in Cleveland, you don't follow the Browns. I mean, every, everybody crabs about their team. You know? Shoot, I'm here by you know I I you should crab a little more than I get. You're my Cleveland proxy right here. You know, well they made the playoffs so. Yeah, how'd they do? <laughs> well, I just like went back when I was saying Kevin O'Connell was whenever the we were talking about the Rocket Man and the Pastronaut, and uh, there was about a good two week window there where I thought Kevin O'Connell could be the coach of the year. Yeah, uh, if he kept it going. Then, and sure. then they, they, the rocket ship came down. Uh, gosh, so, gosh. You, you know, you used to, I didn't even realize that Greenlaw had a uh, had a. Uh, on Achilles. How many is that this year? Is this got to be like the highest number of Achilles injuries in a season? That seems like a lot. Maybe they're just high profile ones or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it gets a, a number of guys every year. It's uh, definitely what, at least two quarterbacks uh, this year. How, yeah. how, um, how old is Greenlaw? Do you know, is he an older guy too? Or? No, I don't, I don't think he's older. No. He didn't do much for it to happen. That's amazing. It just snaps like that, just running onto the field. Um, how close did Jared Allen get to the Hall of Fame, Mark? Yeah, I mean, this was a disappointing one. Um, and I, you know, I quoted, um, you know, we we, we met as a, as a committee in the middle of you know, January, so January 17th. So I've known the class since January 17th. Jared, I believe, was told, you know, because in the Hall of Fame wants to be able to go and do their knocking on the doors and everything. And, and, you know, part of the hard part of this is, you know, while they're making that point of knocking on the doors and telling the guys who got in, uh, there's guys that, like Jared that are going to be in the Hall of Fame someday sitting there. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? So he found out uh, probably like the 26th, I believe. Um, and we were talking for quite a while. And 
not he's not happy. It's and I don't blame him. I think yeah. it was his time to go in. Um, you know, he's been eligible for the Hall of Fame for four years, been a finalist for four years. The last three years, uh, how we do this is, you know, the, the committee meets, we talk about all 15, then we cut, you know, modern guys. We cut it from 15 down to 10, and then 10 down to five, and then you vote yes or no on the, on the five. So you got to make this, before you can get voted on, you got to make it to the five. Mm-hmm. So Jared, the last three years, has made it to the 10. Um, Dwight Freeney comes in, um, first year of eligibility was, was last year on his second, he didn't make the final 10 on his second year. He got in, you know, not to say that Dwight Freeney's not, not, uh, qualified, but I believe that this should have been Jared's year ahead of Dwight Freeney. It should have been his year. Um, you know, Jared played four year four years fewer than Dwight Freeney. He had um, like 11 sacks more than Franey. He had um, uh, 80. Jared had 80 more quarterback hits, 228 to 148, 43 uh, more tackles for loss, 15 more fumble recovery, six more interceptions. Uh, and, and this was another one, because you know, Jared gets a knock for being just an edge. He was just an edge rusher, you know, not concerned about the run. First of all, Jared was on two or three uh, number one run defenses and setting the edge on those run defenses. And he also had 298 more tackles. He had 650 tackles in his career. Franey had had 300 fewer tackles and played four more years. So um, what happened? Well, and Jared, you know, his quote to me was, you know, I'm hugely disappointed and shocked. And I don't, I don't blame him, and this is a hard one for him. Hard one for a lot of people that think Jared should have gone in this year. Um, you know, I, it's hard to speak for everyone, but I do know that the people that support Freeney had a Zoom call with all the selectors a week before. They had uh, Joe Thomas, Jonathan Ogden, uh, Sean Payton, and Michael Strahan all on this Zoom call singing the praises for Dwight Freeney. Um you know, I, I don't know if that influenced him. I do also know that uh, Dwight's general manager that you know, there's there are four Hall of Famers on the uh, that are on the selection committee. There's Dan Fouts, James Lofton, Bill Polian, and and Tony Dungy. And uh, you know, Tony was was Freeney's head coach, and Bill Polian mm-hmm. drafted him. Uh, I don't know, you know, that, that obviously that helps brings some weight. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and and then and then Peppers, Julius Peppers got in. Right. Was, I think you know, even you know that was a guy that he's on. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at their careers, you know Peppers played 17 years. He had three All Pro. Jared had four All Pro first team. Uh, Freeney had three All Pros. So Jared had more All Pros, but uh, Freeney was on uh, first team All Decade. Uh, Peppers was on two All Decade teams. Um, so. Yeah, there's some things there that Freeney's you know, got a Super Bowl too, doesn't he? He's got a Super Bowl. Well, Freeney won a Super Bowl, yeah. uh, and then you know this is also coming on the heels of last year where Demarcus Ware got in on his second year of eligibility, um, and Demarcus Ware, you know, and Jared have virtually the same career. I mean, within three, you know, sacks, both four first team All Pro. Uh, so yeah, it's been a rough couple of years. You know, Jared waiting his turn. <clears throat> you know. And as I did this, as I wrote the story, you know, I had it ready when it was announced. Um, 
there's been 50 since 1970 when they when they started announcing the fight the 15 finalists there's been 50 guys that have gone that have had them uh, been a finalist six or more times mm-hmm. uh, Lynn Swan was the he has the record Lynn Swan was a finalist 14 times before he got picked and second place is Carl Eller you know Carl Eller is you know you, you don't even think of I knew you know I, being our age I, I know that it took him a while but you know he's been a hall of famer for for over a decade I think well over a decade now maybe two decades um, but you don't think he he had he was a finalist thirteen times before he got selected. So is that start work, working against you that you know your name's up there every year and you gloss over it and you start looking for the shiny new pebble that that that's in the list or or I mean does that hurt Jared Allen that he's a finalist or or he's not he doesn't make that I don't know what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know I don't I don't know if, you know if it does for other people, but. Um, you know, at some point, you know, you, you want to, you, because Chris Carter, we, you know, he didn't get into his sixth year of, of right. the finals. Um, you know, you think that when it becomes a log jam, like a receiver, when, when Chris Carter was, you know, going, I, I, I didn't represent all the six years with Carter. I came in sort of midway through that, and um, he got in like two or three after I was, was doing it. Um, but you know, there was Andre Reed and Tim Brown and Chris Carter every year. It was like the discussion every year, boom, boom, boom. And finally the log jam got, you know, Chris went in first, uh, then Andre Reed, then Tim Brown, uh, with the, the edge rushers, it was Demarcus Ware and Jared. And then it was, you know, Ware gets in, but here comes Julius Peppers, uh, and Dwight Freeney was in there. And so now, and then next year, yeah, I would, you know, I would think, you know, because now uh, Terrell Suggs comes in uh, next year as a first ballot guy. He was, a, you know, he was only a one-time All-Pro, but he 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 uh, won Defensive Player of the Year the Jared the year that Jared had 22 sacks. Wow! Jared finished second by seven votes. So, you know, I at least he's a Minnesotan. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, played baseball with Maurer or something, didn't he? And so, yeah, I think yeah so. uh, that that you know it. It was Jared's time this year, and it uh, it better be his time next year. Well, that's a good note to end on. I I hope it happens for him. I'm 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 bummed that it didn't, but uh, you know, uh, in this case, there is always next year. Hopefully, it happens for him. For us, there's always next week. So we'll start the off season in earnest, discussing uh, Vikings what what they'll do, and I'll I'll go check the rumor mills for all the hot rumors so Mark can shoot them down here for, for the an hour next week. But uh, You nailed the one rumor, though. Zim. Zim to Dallas. I knew there was something cooking there. Uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, Wolden behind the scenes producing. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, Joe Johnson. Another year without the Vikings in the Super Bowl, but it'll happen someday, Joe. Until next week, uh, thank you all, and uh, we'll see you then. Skull. Skull.